Do you want me to move? Mike, thanks for coming out in the cold. Thanks for having me in this, this lovely weather. I, I know you're, you're over there crying, you're a little upset. But you gotta hear your story, man. It's a great story. You gotta inspire the next guy that wants to put a womp womp on their Honda. That's nice, dude. A womp womp on that's all I do to you is put womp womps on Hondas. Well, that's what I knew you as. You know, you're into putting womp womps on the Hondas, and then all of a sudden you were working at Auto Image, grinding away, and now you're the owner. It's a pretty cool story. It's pretty cool. How long have you been there? Auto Image. Yeah. God. Total probably twelve years. Yeah, twelve years. Twelve years in total. Yeah. And. It was actually funny, and we laugh about this story, but we were working at A&P together. Same plaza. Same plaza. Same plaza. Didn't go far. Didn't and go far. it was snowing out, so we got in the Womp Womp. My Honda with the Womp Womp. And we started doing donuts. And Dave, the store manager, came running out, and I literally tucked and rolled out of your car. He did. <laughs> you got me fired. You got fired. He pretended to push carts in. This guy didn't push nothing, but he pushed a cart and I got fired. Dude, that was a great story. You hated it anyway, so did I. I didn't, I didn't stay there much longer. No, it was terrible. But right after then, you were 17, 18. That's when you went right to Auto Image, correct? Well, that Womp Womp um, is why I got into what I got into. Yeah. It's funny. Oh, you're all into it. The, the stereo, all of it. I never in a million years thought I'd be doing what I was doing. I, I actually just had this conversation with my stepfather the other day. He's the one. We were sitting in the kitchen, you know, out of high school. I was going to OCC. And I'm like, man, I don't even know what to do. You know, I just want to know what to make money. He's like, well, you love these cars. Why don't you just go work on that? And that's where it all started. I went, applied at Circuit City. Didn't know nothing about anything. They gave me a job installing, and then the rest is history, man. Just went from there. And what did you do when you first went over to Auto Image? Were you just tinting? Were you putting in sound systems? Was it, was it everything? God. So when I first started Auto Image, I was basically just a little bit of an everything guy. I wasn't the most talented guy at all, you know, so my job was really just to learn as much as I could from everybody. So, I mean, I went from auto image, uh, I worked there when I was very young, probably like 19-ish, um, learned a lot there. I met this one guy who was very influential just in how I learned, he taught me everything I know in this business. So, you know, from how to tint, how to install, uh, and I followed him down to Atlantic City. We worked at a shop together for probably about five, six years. Learned everything I could from him, um, had enough of the f hour driving, came back to Auto Image. When I came back to Auto Image um, 12 years ago was when I really shined. I mean, I was just a little young, a little cocky, but I was just really, really good at what I did. Um, and it showed. You know, I went from just being a guy in the back to going up front, making a sale. And, you know, one day the owner just came in, handed me the key, said, you're in charge. Yeah, well, how long ago was that? that he kind of just fully stepped away and you were just running the show? I'd probably say after the first two years, maybe the first two, three years. I mean, Auto Image was, I mean, it's a staple in the community. That place has been there forever. But I had a couple people that just weren't the best as far as running it, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. um, so once I was there for two, two, three years, I created a lot of good relationships, um, just handled people very well. The name kind of got back. And once I had that going and the numbers went up he kind of just stepped away and he was very good to me man he let me make all the mistakes I needed to make um you learn along the way that's a that right there's a great point make the mistakes oh yeah elaborate on that a little bit more so I mean you make mistakes as far as you know employees 
how long to keep employees. Um, God. Inventory, you know, what happens when you don't turn inventory. He really held me accountable even with money. You know, like I knew what we had in the bank. I knew what we had to spend. And I knew how much it cost to be open every day. Um, and I just, you know, if, if I needed, if the, if the store needed money in the beginning to stay open, you know, like say I brought in too much product or we were paying guys too much, that kind of went against me. You know, he, uh, he held me responsible for it all. You know, yeah. it was, it was it's a great learning lesson. So he was really a good coach slash mentor to you oh, yeah. in business and, and maybe personal life as well. Absolutely. And that gentleman, <clears throat> he had owned some pretty substantial businesses besides auto image, right? Yeah. So, I mean, my time knowing him, he's owned, I think at one point we had maybe, I want to say maybe six or seven auto images at one point. Um, we had to slim it down, but he also owns, uh, I want to say close to 300, a little over 300 mobile stores, a facilities company, real estate all over. Hey, he's making moves. Oh, yeah. So you knew that, hey, this is a guy that if he's telling me this, if he's being hard on me, I should really listen because you're seeing the success that the guy was having. Yeah, I mean, he uh, he was definitely harder on me than most. I mean, there's a lot of guys that or a lot of people just in general that really looked up to him. And I feel as if most people, I don't think most people take constructive criticism or criticism that well at mm -hmm. all. Um, and I kind of take things to heart. So... You try to improve on it. Yeah. I mean, so when somebody tells you something or somebody like him tells me something big or small, you know, I, I took that to heart, you know, and I made sure that, you know, I was the best in my mind at, at everything for him and for me, you know, because here's a guy who, you know, took a chance on me. You know, at that point I was 24 years old, you know, I was having my first child, you know, I really needed to step my game up. So, I mean, I did everything. I mean, I went to trade shows i went you know reading books on sales because i never really sold anything to people mm -hmm. you know i was just a a guy that put things in cars you know so i read books on management i mean i really became obsessed with the process of being the best in my area in my industry i guess you could say yeah i mean i, I watched from afar and you know hit you up here and there and i could tell that you were totally dialed in you know, up early in the morning getting after it you know if you wanted to find your you know your piece it seemed like you were uh, maybe hitting the fishing and you gotta have things, a little but you weren't you weren't you know you weren't partying you weren't into dumb shit you're like i'm gonna hustle i'm gonna potentially own this business one day and that was really gonna be my next question did you ever think that you were gonna own it was he alluding to that you could own it or you could take it over so <laughs> we listen to a lot of the same things me and you you know we're uh, you know, I listened to, I, I was either I listened to a podcast or, or maybe I read it in a book, but it was really becoming the, the CEO of yourself, you know, and, and that's what I talk about. I always considered myself my own business, you know, whether I was in business for him or I was going to do it for myself, all these relationships, everything that I learned was to just better myself, mm -hmm. you know, so if I was the best in this business, whether I worked for him or I went and did it myself, Someone's going to scoop you up and it's going to benefit you. Yes. You know, and I knew at some point, you know, I was just to the point where everybody that we dealt with, you know, came through me, whether it was dealerships or, you know, just longtime customers. So if I really wanted to, you know, the transition, of course, would have been a little bit more difficult as far as 
the revenue, it wouldn't have been instant like it is with taking over AutoImage. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew I had the relationships and I had all the tools to eventually do it myself. So whether I took this from him or open up my own, my end goal was to obviously be a business owner. So fast forward, you know, it's about a year and a half now that you have now purchased the business, correct? Mm -hmm. um, what were you thinking when you were taking that leap of faith? Yes, you already had the relationships. Yes, you already knew how to run it. But again, that's still a little scary to say, I'm now really taking over the keys. I'm taking over the cards. I'm taking over the accounts. Everything's on me. It was fucking scary. I mean, uh, talk about taking that risk and the reward that was, you know, beyond that risk that you could see and you could visualize. I mean, look, man, it's a lot, you know, when, when I knew what the business was worth, I knew what I was going to be paying for the business. You know, I know how much debt I was going to be in. And I think to anybody that's scary, it was a real, like, yeah, I got to get to work. It. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, the reward wasn't even financial for me. You know, this business that I'm in, it's, it's, it's very niche. You know, there's guys that do it. There's guys that are in it. There's guys that are out of it. But, you know, uh, the guys that I work with here, my employees now, I, I've known some of these guys since I was 17, 18 years old, you know. So for me, it was more along, you know, lines of... The most rewarding thing for me now is having my employees. You know, one of my guys that I work with just bought his first brand new vehicle. You know, he's, he's so happy about it. He's, old, yeah, he's older now, you know, and he works really hard. You know, and, and at the end of the month when, you know, he gets his bonus because he worked this hard, he comes to work, he, he's happy, his family seems happier. Like, to me, that's the most rewarding part. Like, is the money great? Yeah. Um, but... You know, the most rewarding thing for me is just watching my employees grow with me. Now talk about yourself. You know, you're, you're a business owner. You're also a dad. Yeah. Right? So you're, you're very busy. You have a girlfriend. Um, life is not... It's not easy. Life is not just stopping because now you're a business owner, right? I got a pregnant wife. I got a two-year-old. I have multiple businesses. It, it requires a lot of my time, all of it. You know, how do you find a way to balance all of that? We'll go back to another book. So I, I, have you ever read um, Make Your Bed in the Morning? Mm -hmm. So I listen to a lot of his stuff, too, and he makes a really good point. And um, you know, I used to live by this without even knowing I lived by this. I, I, I believe you can either be truly successful in business or in home life. Um, and it's very hard to even try to be successful in both at, at the same time. You know, I've worked really hard. God, I'm 36. I mean, I can remember my sister telling him, you work too much. You know, but I knew my ultimate goal was to be where I am today. You know, as far as finding balance now, I think it's easier to balance a little bit now more that I own the place. Um, I can kind of take a step back a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of things happened in my life um, <laughs> that really made me open my eyes and, mm -hmm. and make more time for my children, you know, my girlfriend, my home life, where that never was me. You know, I live, breathe, work. You know, this is what I need to do. This is where I need to be so I can provide for myself. I can provide for my kids. I can provide for my kids' kids. Um, but yeah, and you, and you had a difficult situation oh, yeah. in your life. And, you know, it's up to you if you want to elaborate. But 
you know, something like that hits you as you're a young man trying to grow your family and trying to provide for your family and trying to maybe one day own your own business so you can have the flexibility that you're maybe starting to find now. Not so much recently, right? COVID's, you know, killing you with uh, your employees just like everybody else. But, you know, talk a little bit more about that difficult time in your life um, and how you really got through that. Because I think a lot of times as young business owners, we hit that first test and we give up. This is too hard. I'm just going to go make my 20 an hour, my 30 an hour, whatever it may be. Yeah, I just, I never, I would never settle for that, man. You know, making 20, 30 dollars. I'm not saying that there, you know, there's people that need to do that and there's people that want to do that. I just knew that, you know, I was... I was just meant to do something special and, you know, um, you know, I've, I lost my son, you know, he was six months old. Um, that was the hardest time of my life, you know, mentally, uh, physically, emotionally. Um, and I think getting through that has really made me, you know, the person I am, you know, I could tell anybody that's going through a hard time. You can read all the books, you can listen to all the material, um, you can talk to as many people as you want. Uh, you got to do the work, man. You know, and, and when I say that, I mean feeling depressed, you know, you, you feel alone. Uh, but I still had a, a, a nine-year-old little boy at that time. Yeah. You know, I still had a house that I had to take Couldn't care of. Couldn't give up. You know, and so I got up every day. Uh, and I just did not let my emotions run me. Yeah. I got up every day. I did what I needed to do. Uh, I helped people as much as I possibly could. But, you know, during that time, I just really learned to be, you know, who I am today. Gave you a whole different perspective. Oh, my God. Life is, you know, life is so short, man. You know, I tell anybody that tomorrow is never guaranteed. You know, I, uh, I have a, uh, a wholesaler, Matt Newman. Um, and, Matt, I know you watched these. Matt had come down with a pretty serious stage four brain tumor um, about eight, ten years ago. Matt, forgive me if I'm getting the years wrong. Beautiful family, awesome wife, an absolute killer in our business. Guy does really, really extremely well and just a, a ball of energy in life. And boom, he gets hit with this. And instantly a guy who was running like an animal to hit all the goals and accolades in our industry and he had them was just this is my fight now yeah i'm a lion this is my fight this is what i gotta do i gotta beat this so i could be around and he's now still alive knock on wood he's still cancer free with a pretty aggressive stage four cancer and he wrote a book um and it says um it really talks about starting your life from the end, thinking about the end, and then thinking about what, what could go wrong, and then living your life that way. Um, and his book is called Starting at the Finish Line. It's really good, actually. You should check it out. I'll check it out. Yeah. So um, that hits home for me. And, dude, I knew from afar. We weren't extremely tight at the time, but, again, we knew each other a long time. I also knew your sister. Um you know, you, you were just doing what you had to do. Just got to survive, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you inspired me from afar because that's not easy shit to go through. Again, a lot of people don't come back from stuff like that, man. It's it's mm -mm. it's real deep, you know, and you, you just got to, my only advice is just 
keep moving. Keep moving. You know, I, I made some good decisions. I made some bad decisions. Whatever those decisions were, I just kept moving. You know, if you keep moving, you'll get through anything. You know, and not only did I get out, but I came out just better, stronger. My life is in an amazing place. You know, I, I got this business, you know, my relationship with my children, you know, just. Yeah, you're in a good spot, good headspace. It's great. And it took, a, it's a lot, man. And, you know, with, without it, I wonder where I would be today. But with it really helped me be the person. Yeah. The person I need to be. Taught me empathy. Yeah, empathy is a, is a big thing, especially when you're somebody who's an alpha male and you're running and you're chasing your dreams. You I don't ever lose. You know, in yeah. my mind, I don't ever lose. You exactly. know, there's nothing ever wrong. Yep. And when there really is something wrong, man, it really brings you to a place and you just it really. Yeah. And it humbles you. It really humbles you. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely saw a change in you after that. And uh, it's definitely been for the better. But let's talk about some of the, the, the minor problems, right? Let's talk about auto image. You have a business. You're very busy. When I come in there, we talk about some of the business you and I do together. I see you. You've got an earbud in. You're answering the phone. Some guy's coming out of the back. You got a customer coming in. He, he, he wants to get a remote start. You got another guy coming in. He wants wheels. You're now over the last you know two years, you know, we bust chops. But yeah. you know, some of our friends, you know, they're like, yo, Mike, where's my stuff? And you're dealing with supply chain issues. You're dealing with vendors not getting you stuff. You're dealing with employees, COVID, a pandemic. You know, as a business owner, how do you push through those things? Because I know what you're going to say, because most people don't do it. But you just step up and get it done. Why and how? Honestly, it's just the only thing I've ever done. You know, I, that's just how I, I learned to work. That's just how I've learned to be. Um, and I truly be either going to make it or you're not. And you either have what it takes or you don't. You know, a lot of people come in there, they see, you know, we're very busy, customers, you know, phones always ringing. It's, it's not easy to get there. It's not easy to deal with everybody. It's not easy to deal with employees. <laughs> it's not easy to deal with supply. It's not easy to deal with anything. Um, but, you know, I mean, everybody has, everybody has their purpose. And, you know, it comes right back down to, you know, what's your purpose? I truly believe that everybody has a why, mm -hmm. you know, and, and my why really, um, especially after what we just talked about, is my kids, man. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, no matter how frustrating it is, how many times I want to throw the telephone at somebody's face, or I just, you know, I, I don't want to deal with it anymore. I just think about my boys, man, you know, and I just keep pushing, you know, whether if I'm at work at seven o'clock in the morning to get a car done for that day, or I'm staying till seven thirty, eight o'clock at night, man, I'm just, I'm just a guy that's going to get it done. We're doing this on Saturday in the freezing cold because Wednesday you, you weren't able to make it because you're like, Ryan, I got employees out with COVID. I got to stay here in tin cars. I got upset customers, yeah. which you were like, I very much understand. I got to get some stuff done. Yeah. Listen, man, I mean, we, we've got, we're normally a staff of eight or nine people. <clears throat> Two weeks ago, we were down to just me and a guy and a half, you know, and let's just say we do X amount of dollars a week with nine people. You know, I made sure we still did X amount of dollars with three people. And all that means is you just got to work that much harder. You know, I'm very blessed. I have some really. All that means is you can fire some people. Put some more margin. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really funny you say because that was the first thing I thought about. But listen, man, I mean, everybody is That's very. my business mind goes. Yeah, everybody's important, man. Everybody has their own spot. And to be honest with you, you know, for me to be up front talking to customers in the back, working on cars, it's counterproductive. You know, if we did X amount of dollars last week with just me and three other guys, well, 
Imagine if I was up front. Imagine if I was dealing with customers. We could have did that much more. But, you know, the moral of the story is, is. So that's another thing with small business. And I'll, I'll push back on you a little bit because anybody that comes on, I got to give them a hard time a little bit. I do see you wearing a lot of hats. And sometimes as a business owner, you have to wear a lot of hats. Some of the mentors that I have sought out, some of the coaching that I pay for, a lot of times is scaling. And it's hard to give up another $50,000 to hire someone to do something that, not that you're not good at, but it's not where your expertise is. Mm -hmm. I look at you as a rainmaker in that you have the relationships with the dealerships. Everybody knows Mike's face and voice when they call in. That's probably where you're best suited, right? You can have a little CFO that you hire an accountant to run your books. You can have another sales guy that's, that's maybe doing some different types of sales. How do you see AutoImage growing? What types of pieces do you think you need to add that allows you to do what you do best? Listen, of course, you know, I want to, I want to grow. I mean, this, this year I'm looking to open up, you know, another location, but you know, the, the key ingredient is, and I only say this because of the thing compared to the key ingredient is finding somebody like that's, you, that's very similar to me. Um, you know, I'm very fortunate to have found a guy who is very like-minded. Um, he, he sells very well. He's very good with customers. You know, for somebody who doesn't own the business, he really cares about the business. And, and those are the core things I think my old boss saw in me. Um, you know, the only difference is, is, you know, I came from a background where I could do everything physically, mm -hmm. where he can do everything else. You know, he can do the sales like I can. He can run the business like I can. But he can't physically just get up back there and do what I got to do, which is very important. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would say I'm a person like me be the key ingredient. But, you know, it's finding that right guy and finding the right employees. You know, if he can't do everything I do, I got to find him the right employees. And that's probably the hardest thing. And the guy you look up to and who sold you the business, you had mentioned earlier, he's got three, 400 mobile stores and some ownership and other stuff and some real estate, et cetera. Right. What was that guy doing? He was looking to place people yeah. like you in Absolutely. these roles, right? He was not in these mobile stores every day. You know, we talk about plugging and new individuals to help you scale and, you know, step away. Number one, to have some more time with your family and, and close loved ones, but also to potentially grow auto image. Um, and I know recently we spoke and you were looking for some space. Tell me a little bit more about what you're looking to do currently with your your space today and how you're going to maybe change or grow that and then adding an additional location so um you know adding an additional location would be nothing to the not as large of a scale as i have now i'd want to do something a little smaller something a little more high labor cost low Inventory or low dollar cost, you know, something we can make a lot of money doing that doesn't remote cost starts, a lot of money. Tent. Yeah, remote starts, tent, ceramic detailing, coat. ceramic coat, yeah. Um, and, and we're trying to find a very specific area. You know, I spend a lot of time, you know, we drive around. Uh, I know a lot of most people in this business, and there's a couple areas where it's missing, you know, and, and I'm really trying to focus on those areas. So, you know, we talked, you know, if there's a good area, a good spot I can find there, you know, that's something I want to do, you know, for sure. So for the people that don't know what auto image is exactly, give us a, a little rundown of the services that you guys offer and provide. Hmm. So, I mean, auto image, we do a lot of, uh, 
I mean, our, our, our bread and butter is always window tint. I mean, I've been tinting windows for 18 years. I love it. We do a lot of window tint, um, rims and tires. I mean, everybody knows me around here. I'm the rim and tire guy. Um, lift kits, lowering, truck accessories we do a lot of. Um, we do a lot of 12 volt. So that consists of, you know, audio systems, remote starts, lighting. I mean, anything aftermarket you really could do to a car. I mean, bed covers, yeah, bed, yeah that, that goes under the truck accessories, but yeah. yeah. I mean, anything you can really do to a car, I'm your guy. Yeah, he threw a great cover on mine, which is so simple. I roll it up, I roll it down, I don't got to worry about it being stuck Just up. Just give me your credit card, that's all I need. Yeah, it, it really was <laughs> great. You know, the tint, all good. Um, so when you talk about growth, you talk about opening up this second location. You know, we don't have to get into your personal numbers, but where do you see yourself as, as a revenue business, right, as a whole? It could be two, three locations you could be thinking about. Where do you want to take Auto Image? Look, man, you know, I, I saw Auto Image at one point, you know, to between five and seven stores, you know, and, and shrink back down to two. Personally, uh, I would love to have anywhere from two to four stores. Um, and, and the way that I would do that is, you know, I, I have a, a lot of guys that are, that are veterans that are really good at what they do, you know, and when you're really good at what you do and you've been doing something for a long time, naturally you just want to make more money, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, my goal with, with my guys is, hey, let's find people that want to do this. Let's train them, okay? And once we have guys here that can replace you, let's go and then find you a location. And, you know, now they're living out their dream. And I'm also, you know, carrying out the name and still making money. So you're looking to potentially create a structure where they would be incentivized to help you open up a new location with maybe you, your capital and your name, yeah. obviously to grow it. That, that's, that's pretty cool and it's unique. I think that, um, you know, that's like the Jersey Mike's model. You know, they really bring people up from within, within their corporate store setting and they'll place them in stores and give them a piece of it and then give them the option um, to buy it. Don't quote me on it, but I think it's something along those lines. And they're one of the largest franchise now in the country. Yeah. Um, from a little town of Point Pleasant that we sit in today. Crazy. Yeah, real crazy. Do you see bringing your sons in the business? Oh my God, man. There, there's nothing. So my older son, Parker, he, he loves, this kid loves cars, Lamborghinis. He would. I always see you at the car shows with him. And yeah. He doesn't even, we could live in a cardboard box. If dad drove a Lamborghini, I'd be the coolest dad on the planet. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing more than I would, I would listen, whatever my kids want to do, you know, I support my kids. My son loves to box. He loves football. He wants to be something new every day. Um, but one of the things I love the most about this business is he is going to, he's going to work with me at some point, you know, whether if it's just, you know, summertime helping out. Uh, but I, I would love for both my boys at some point to just be there with me mm -hmm. um, and to just watch them work, you know, let them learn. You know, I, I never really had somebody, I don't want to say like me, but, you know, my, I love my mother, my father, my stepfather, everybody's great people, but I never, I never got to go to work, you know, and, and really learn from somebody the way they would get to come to work and, and learn from me. So that, that's my dream would be for them to come for even a short amount of time just to come learn. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's also a tough dynamic, right? Because you you know that it's your kid, and you want to give them the best, you know, foundation to build off of and be successful in what you do or anything. Um, but sometimes it also leads us to coddling our kids. I think on accident. Um, 
but you seem like a guy that probably knows what it takes to to lead them and set so, them down the right path. Yeah, I mean, my, me and my kids grew <laughs> grown up completely different. You know, I, when I grew up, you know, especially my son, my younger sons or my son's age. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't have a lot. You know, like we grew up in, in Keyport when I was younger. You know, we lived in a very small house. Me and my sister shared a room when we were younger at one point. Um, you know, my son now, I mean, he, you know, he's a little bit of a spoiled brat, you know. So my, my approach with this is obviously he's not going to grow up the way I grew up. So, you know, how do I make him learn? You know, so Parker, even Grayson, I mean, they, they get stuff, you know, but I'm trying to get them used to some kind of life. So when that life's taking away, They're well, how do I get, get that it. back? Yeah, smart. You know, so he's going to, you know, he's going to learn one way or another. He's going to learn. So a little bit of housekeeping. I bring this up every episode to remind, like, this is about spotlighting. You know, again, we grew up together, but other local businesses here in Ocean and Monmouth County, Auto Images, right in brick, a town over. But it's also about guys that didn't really love the traditional route. Right? Oh, no. You were like me. You did not like school. Dude, let me tell you something. It's not that I didn't like school. I just had a hard time. If it doesn't interest me, I just always had a problem with it. You know, and to be in class and... Sit there. Yeah, I didn't really enjoy math, you know. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm, when am I ever going to do this? Mm. You know, so I mean, it, it's... When I applied myself, I did wonderful. When I was just me, man, I just got by, yeah. you know. And I, So what would you say to the kid that was like you or me? I was probably in a little bit more trouble than you were as a kid, but what would you say to that guy that's maybe looking to get into cars? Or anything? Yeah, you know, looking to get into anything and, and really, you know, finish up high school because I do encourage at least getting that high school diploma. Oh, yeah, I mean, you need that pretty much to... I don't know about now, but I mean... I. If somebody came in and like, oh, I didn't graduate high school, I'd probably be like, yeah, okay. But the guy that's not going to go off to college, right? He's like, you know, I'm not going to make my parents spend 150 grand because that's what it seems to be going right nowadays. He's not going to spend two years at OCC doing essentially nothing. What would you say to that guy or girl? They would make it. How would you go? How would you go about helping that person? You know, I'm I'm launching a, a coaching group soon. Um, I've hired a ton of coaches over my career. I've spent easily hundreds of thousands of dollars in my industry and out of it. Um, I'm going to say the same thing that I think most people, business owners, entrepreneurs in, in any space would say. If you want to, if you're, if you're, if your idea of success is, is business, is financial f freedom, if you reach there, you just got to be ready to work really fucking hard, man. You know, and, and that's the only thing I could tell you that ever really got me ahead of anybody else. And you can ask anybody that knows me. You know, my old, my old boss, my mentor, I mean, that guy's around tens of thousands of people. You've never, you know, you're going to meet nobody that's going to work harder than me. Yeah, you're only I'm going to be work. there before you. I'm going to be there after you. My job's going to be better than yours. And that's really the only thing that got me ahead in life, man. I could tell you the God's honest truth. You're just not going to be better than me. So I don't want to keep you out here all night, over an hour. It's cold. I like to ask everybody towards the end of this, two other businesses locally, could be Brick, Point, Tom's River, wherever it may be, two other businesses that you want to give a shout out that is a young guy or an older guy that is working really hard and um, you'd love to just give them a shout out. Um, I'm crying here. This, this, the smoke's this, killing you. The smoky. It shifted towards you again. Um, somebody I'd like to give a shout out to. Um, a guy that harasses me all the time, constantly putting my name out there. R really good people. Our boy Brian Kirby at Baby Mechanical. He's a great, 
great guy. Works really hard. He does harass you. Didn't he just do a lift kit and rims? Yeah, and... yeah. I mean, he, he changes his mind more than more than a normal person changes their underwear. Um, and another local business owner that I'd really like to shout out. Golly. Uh, there's another guy that I know. He's a little little older than us. He's been in my business for a long time. But this is a guy that, you know, works, you know, really hard. Um, you know, went through some his own troubles in life and... Most recently, he's really trying to turn his life around. Um, that's my buddy, Sean, Sean Wall. He owns Automotive Elegance. He's out of Times River. Mm. Again, he's a little older than me. I don't want to say he's a young guy or he's new to business, but that's just a guy that I know that, you know, for a while I, look really, I looked really up to, really looked up to in this business, and mm -hmm. he's, uh, he's done a lot for me, you know, if I ever needed anything. Cool. Well, dude, I, I think your story is inspiring, you know, from playing with Womp Womps, as I call him mufflers throwing some uh you know you always had a good sound system in that little honda yeah you, so, you, yeah. uh, you know you, you have a great story it's why i wanted to have you on i have a lot of people that have been reaching out to me and want to reach out and i've been bugging you the last three weeks like mike we got to get yeah. you on we got to yeah. get you on you're very persistent yeah uh and i won't stop good just like you won't stop you can't. and uh i appreciate you coming on and your time on a saturday night i know you've been working all day so. i appreciate you bro. thank you cheers your water, my whiskey. <laughs>